You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So I want to jump right in today, Pam. Okay. Because the reviews are in. The Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway 2021 was a hit. It was so much fun. It was a full success. A couple of statements that came in. Seeing other couples come together and face things head on was so encouraging and inspiring. Hearing others talk about their issues so openly was so helpful for me to not feel alone or that it's all our issue. Knowing others struggle with the same issues gave me comfort and hope that we'll persevere forever. Thanks for that. Fabulous. And then the other one, I'm so impressed by the things that I learned that have more to do with myself than about my husband or us as a couple. I'm excited to get home and begin the work of the long game. <laughs> Love it. I Love do it. too. And that's the thing. You come to this and yeah, it's a marriage getaway. And uh, just like so many people have commented or, or realize, come to realize what Sexy Marriage Radio is about. Yeah, it's about your marriage, but it really works on you. Correct. It's you. And that's when... We're, um, we're talking common changing. denominator stuff here, mm-hmm. right? And so for in the future, uh, for next year, for 2022, we will have another getaway. We're feverishly working to nail down where and when. And we will announce that as soon as we have it set up. Mm-hmm. So that if you miss this year or you're at this year, come back. Come join us again because it's going to be a great opportunity once again. Well, coming up. On today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of emails that have come in just recently that are worth unpacking, and then our answers of them. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, part three of the Q&A that has gone on from the getaway, because... There's so many questions that we get while we're got go during those four days. Right, good big wide variety, and we spend a full two hours just answering questions that have already been given in mm-hmm. uh, anonymously. That allows us to go a whole lot deeper, and often can spur some really good dialogue mm-hmm. among the among the participants that were there. So, all that's coming up on today's show. So, this is an email uh, that began as a message on Instagram. Uh, So then it it just goes, my husband says he feels trapped since I don't let him watch porn or masturbate. He says he doesn't want to watch porn anymore, but he says now his sex drive is gone since he can only have sex. Because of all of this, it's a huge struggle to get him to finish during sex. He says if he could masturbate, it would make him want me and sex more often as a choice, not just a task. I don't understand the male mind, so I don't really get this situation too well. I'd love to hear a podcast on this one day if you have anything to say at all about it. Thanks. Uh, I mean, that's a good question. The first thing I hear is she doesn't let him watch it, but it's beside the point. There's a, if, if he's, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about, I can't finish if I don't have that in my life, well, right? I've got these issues that don't allow me to finish if I don't. All right, so there's there's, there's multiple things going on with this that um, are difficult to unpack without real-time data coming back at me as we're unpacking it. Sure. Okay? But 
the, the two sides of this coin we can explore for the sake of this episode is one, the male mind in the sense of I can't finish. Mm-hmm. And there's something with the erotic that is lost with some of the habits and the manner in which it's developed in a sexual energy and where it's been going versus where it can go in sex with his wife. That's one side of it. So introduce some erotic into sex with your spouse. Maybe you're jumping ahead of me now, lady there. Okay, well, that's what I do. (laughs) So the other is, the other side of this coin is the dynamic of the relationship of the she doesn't let me anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's a power and control equation. Right. Right. And so who has power here? Where does it reside? What's the impact of it? Because all of these things are moves. Because when I read this initially... The first thought that jumped out to my mind is the way he's framing this to her is a move, just like her move is, I don't want you to watch porn or masturbate. Right. So those are moves we're making on somebody else for my own benefit, comfort, ease, insecurity, whatever. Or to make a jab at the spouse. Could be. I don't like what they're doing, so I'm going to tell them no. Could be. Or I'm going to tell them I can't. Okay, so let's let's start with the uh, f- the physical erotic that you alluded to. Mm-hmm. That it there's a a lot of times where um, men and then women. I haven't come across as much with women in this regard, but with men for sure, where their entry into the sexual was through pornography and masturbation. Mm-hmm. And some of this is different than my entry because mine was not the high-speed internet access, right? which stimulates your brain differently than a static picture. Right. So the moving picture does different things by, uh, chemically, in a sense, or biologically in the brain okay. on the way it impacts you than a picture. Mm-hmm. And it allows uh, a lot faster access, a lot faster progression, and that can alter some chemistry, if you will, in the brain. Actually, I need to change that. I don't like the word chemistry. The, the pathways... Uh, it's the neural pathways okay. that get altered to where then if you don't have, this is the law of diminishing returns, right? If I don't mm-hmm. have the same level of threshold that I can reach or erotic that I can reach or titillation or taboo or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I can't achieve that goal of orgasm. Okay. I can achieve a goal of arousal, but I can't get to the point of orgasm. So the way it often can happen where pornography was a part of a, per, a man's life, especially if it was a extensive, mm-hmm. long-term, and even at, I'd add in the qualifier of progressive, where the newer needed to keep coming in to keep getting the, the results in the brain and in Wh- the body. Which I would think would be the case for pretty much everybody, right? Because the new, the new wears off and you want something else. And, yeah, and you keep progressing to that next level. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm hesitant to be broad brush with this though, Pam, just because um, experiences are so varied. Where some guys, I'm in this category mm-hmm. that I knew full well because I watched all the research, even when I was in the ministry, and all this stuff was just starting to come out. Yeah, um, I knew full well that this was a progressive thing, and for whatever reason, I had a threshold that I just never passed. Hmm. Right, and it's—I think it was probably more fear than anything, layered in with a little bit of knowledge. Sure, <laughs> I sure. don't want to go there, but it also just became the means to the end, and that was the whole point for me, at least. Okay. But it's recognizing for a lot of guys, 
if this is your entry into it, transitioning from that into sex with a an actual human being, a a, a woman, mm-hmm. is a different beast. It's a different animal, because the virtual you can control your surroundings a whole lot more. The actual physical real world, mm-hmm. you can't, and you got another creature there that does things differently, or has their own wants, or desires, or quirks, or styles that they want, and they're not just at a mouse click. Well, sure, you're not, and you're not just focused then on the sensation you've got. You've, you've right. You're reading, you're fo- them, reading them, the chemicals going right. on between you with the pheromones, the the dialogue that you have, and this is where when you add marriage into the equation, and you have a better map of each other. You know if she's into it or not. You know if it's a task-oriented thing. And that sounds like maybe that's become their default. Is that it's task-oriented? It's task-oriented, which anytime, this is something we mentioned at the getaway, sex can be work or it can be play. It can't be both. And if it's Mm -hmm. a task-oriented thing, it's really easy to have thresholds that you can't reach then. Yeah. And that's where your issues can rear their head a little bit more because the body's not really into it. Mm-hmm. All the all the inner workings and the pathways that work to really get you going and stimulated fully into it get derailed pretty easily if it's just one of these, ah, just get it done. Yeah. Right? It's just a means to an sense. end for something. And so, yes, that can be an equation of this has started to directly impact his ability to reach climax in a efficient manner. I guess probably the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Okay. So sometimes that factor is there, which then just means where's your sexual energy coming from? Where is it going? Because a lot of times it's just starting to look at what is the stuff that was triggering arousal in him and in her, any human, how did it come from and what are better ways to have that still happening? Mm-hmm. Because we live in a trigger world. There's a lot of beautiful things out there. Mm-hmm. Not all are sexual, but some of them are. There's a sexual nature to a lot of things that I don't think, not that I'm going out looking for it, but if I start to soak in what's going on around me differently and then steer it better, that's the route we usually take here at SMR. Mm-hmm. Is It's more about where does my sexual energy go, not where does it come from. Right. right. Because I think that's the tangible taking a thought captive, directing it towards my marriage, being honoring for a covenant and the sacredness of a monogamous marriage. Right. Go to the other side of this coin now with the idea of it's the power moves. Right. Right. Do I let him do or not? Well, the reality of it is a spouse can say you can't do this, and that doesn't really mean anything beyond the words you said. Right, because if they want to do something, they can still do it. Yep, they just get better at hiding it. Or, Which nobody wants. That's, that doesn't help, it, help anything. <laughs> or it starts to put this layer of oppressiveness on the marriage mm-hmm. that's not freedom then. Resent, resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times, I think we do this in a lot of different ways. This has kind of been a thread of some of the different couples I've worked with over the last couple of months, actually, where there's been this thread of power and control moves that are happening. Mm-hmm. that it's this idea, and, and most people, we don't see it that way. It's this idea of, look, I want to live according to this certain kind of structure. Yeah. And that's the way 
I could even use the virtue card of it. It's cleanliness yeah. and it's ordered and it's getting stuff done and it's all that. And that's a good thing. But the way it impacts you is oppressive. Yeah. Because you're more free flow, creative or spontaneous or whatever that might be the way you would rather go through life more as the hippie mm-hmm. versus a type A, mm-hmm. for an example. And each of our preferences have an impact on the other. And so her preference of don't, please don't use pornography and please don't masturbate because of whatever the moral or whatever the value is with that for her right, has created an impact on him. And so how do you start to see it as I can understand your preference, I can understand your desire, and then you see if my partner's willing to choose to honor that or not. It's not as much of a move of you must, it's, a much, it's more of a move of are you a partner in this with me? Mm-hmm. Are you aligning alongside me in this with me? Because if you can do that, you start to disarm some of the oppressive layers on it. But the flip side of this is really cool, Pam, because then you start to get into this element of now I'm in a better position to actually be chosen and cherished. And to choose and to cherish my, the other person as well. Exactly. Right? For it to be reciprocal. Yeah. But I think most of the time we don't look through the lens of what's the impact of my preferences on those around me that I care the most. Right. Because this is one I hear a lot. Um, five minutes early is 10 minutes late from some people in the way they work. That Anywhere okay. we go, we are going to be on time. And that means five minutes early. Okay. Because that's just what they were raised by military family. Or, right. You know, they're, it's rigid. Right. Well, the impact of that is really rushed to the other members of the family, typically. It's a pressure okay. of, okay, I got to be ready to go by this time. I got to be here, you know, right. and, it, and it really can amp things up rather than starting to see it as, okay, what's the impact of my preference? And so sometimes the big workaround for this as an example is when people this comes up a lot with clients and it's usually surrounding church on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that is likes the idea of fashionably late. And he's the one that's like, no, we got to be there early. Well, you have two cars, right? Yeah. Well, go separate. Now you're starting to tap into a different value though, but we're supposed to go to church together. Really? Says who? Right. I mean, you're, you're there together. Right. Maybe you just didn't arrive together. It's not that big a deal. What if you had to go somewhere right after? Would that be, you know, we all, then we find all these different loopholes mm-hmm. we have in our mind mm-hmm. that the more I can start to look through it, that this lens, I start to realize I don't hold as deeply to values as I think. Gotcha. So that, that gives me a little more wiggle room that gotcha. I can still be in my moral compass and live according to the way I see it, but I don't have to force feed it to those around me. I want to give them the opportunity to choose it. Gotcha. Well, today we get to welcome a new sponsor. PaintYourLife.com. I love these new partnerships. And when we first heard about it, uh, I thought, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. Because what they do is you submit any picture you want of your family, your friends, a couple, a mm-hmm. pet, any kind of occasion. And then it is given to an ar- artist that's on their team, a world-class artist that will take every detail and turn it into a painting. And so my initial thought was, this has got to be so expensive. But you know what? 
it's actually a very truly affordable price. Yeah, real reasonable for good quality work. And it's it's a completely easy, user-friendly platform. Helps you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes, and then you actually get the hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. So you can send any picture you want of yourself, your children, family, special place. We spent we sent one of a great memory. From a vacation. From yeah. a vacation and the, the pose that we often have done at a lot of our different vacations, especially when the children were a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But it makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. And I'm blown away by the quality, mm-hmm. the ease in which it was done, and the affordability of this kind of a gift. Mm-hmm. So at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now, for a limited time offer... You get 20% off your painting. That's right. So it's 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer for our listeners, you need to text the word marriage, M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E, to 64,000. He's going to type out that numbers. That's marriage to 64,000. Text marriage to 64,000 and paint your life will help you celebrate the the moments that matter the most. Terms are available and you can find those at paintyourlife.com forward slash terms. Again, text marriage to 64,000 to take advantage of this fantastic offer and truly unique gift. So with the next segment, Pam, I'm actually combining, I'm going to read two different emails because they're on the same topic. Okay. Okay. So it says, I searched your website and podcast some for, and found mention of husbands that might be letting themselves go, but I didn't find much about it. My husband has let himself go physically, and I honestly have a hard time seeing him without clothes on. I've brought this up several times, and I'd appreciate it if he worked out, and I've gotten guilt-tripped about how busy he is and he doesn't have time for it and how hurt it, it, how it hurts him that I mention it. He will work out for a day or so, then that's it. There's never a good time to bring it up. He already has confidence issues with sex, and I don't want to hurt him, but I'd be willing to have so much sex much more if he were more fit. Any tips would be appreciated. And then the follow-up from the same, this isn't the same wife. So this is a different, a different, a wife. different email. Okay. So I've been with my husband since high school. We've been married for 16 years and have two children. We've seen each other go through many physical changes. I'm extremely conscientious about eating healthy and working out. I'm in the best shape of my life. My husband constantly tells me how sexy I am and how good I look, which makes me feel amazing. But I struggle with the fact that he's not as committed to a healthy lifestyle. I love him, and I don't want to hurt his feelings, but he's not in shape, and he's put on a lot of weight. I'm feeling somewhat resentful that he gets to feel that physical excitement when he looks at me, but I have a hard time reciprocating it. I know I'm more attracted to a fit body type, but I know it's not my place or job to make him care about his health as much as I do. I find him attractive, but I know it would be a game changer if he were on the same page about being healthy. I feel stuck, and I miss that visual component of arousal. Do I need to just get over this, or is there a way to address it without hurting him? Your show has been extremely helpful and mind-opening for me thus far. Thanks. Great questions. I think that answers a question that a lot of people have of, well, are women visual? Yeah. You better believe it. Yeah, we are. Yeah. They have two eyes. Right. (laughs) So, And for whatever reason, society in the West has given men a pass in a lot of ways as they age. On staying fit. Yeah, on yep. the, the gut and we're going to get old and fat seems to be a little more accepted for the male of the species than it is for the female as far as society portrays it. Mm-hmm. But this is the classic, 
on both of them, we're just going to kind of land in the same kind of topic for, yeah. uh, for each of them. This is the classic two-choice dilemma, mm-hmm. right? Because both these wives made the comment of, how do I bring this up, but I don't want to hurt them? Yeah. They're going to get hurt if you bring it up. Is that what? Well, let me kind of jump to the chase, though, too. They already are. They know they where hurt? they stand. They know where their wives stand. This is probably not new information to them. Mm, they don't know to the depth, I bet. Maybe, maybe not. Well, and it could be because don't we get caught up in these things that are gridlock issues like this? And a gridlock issue is where what I want is blocked by what my partner wants. Mm-hmm. That we get caught in these scenarios of, I take this, I take the softer road through it, because I and I haven't really fully addressed the depth of it, because yeah. I I already see the hurt when I have, and it hasn't gone well, and so you both kind of land at the lowest common denominator kind of level. Yeah, but that it's not that the issue isn't known. It's just not enough to create critical mass to really make it land on each person's yeah. shoulders. Well, when you, and when you love your spouse, you know, hopefully everybody listening loves their spouse. You, you don't want to hurt them. I mean, that's a reality. You don't want to hurt them. And it feels like a, a personal attack, I guess, mm-hmm. if you're talking about um, this isn't, this isn't even going to Oh, I can blame this on my family of origin because this is how I, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I blame my parents for how they trained me to eat or whatever. Right. Uh, but this is about me and how I'm living and how I look, right? So I, I, it feels to me like it takes on even a different different level. Am I wrong here? No, in it, this? no you're right. And this is, this is the whole power and control thing of if there's anything we as humans can really control it's our well-being or not right it's our shortcuts to soothing in inappropriate ways or not mm-hmm. i mean that's the one i remember our doctor who's a good friend of ours when we mm-hmm. had an issue with uh, our oldest when she was mm-hmm. a baby when she was an infant and he said that the one thing the the two things an infant can control mm-hmm is what comes out of their body and what goes into their body. That's really all they've got control of at this point. Right. And they don't really have a whole lot of the first one. They do have control of what goes in it, though. Just by way of rejecting it, if you try and put it in their mouth. Right, you put right? it in their mouth, they spit it out. Right. They don't get to pick what goes in, though. No, but they get to pick if it goes in. <laughs> and so I think we carry that forward. Of mm-hmm. There are things in my life that I know full well where you stand. I don't want to because of the meaning, the value, the whatever, it's different. We used to have this over the healthy eating mindset. Right. And so it's just looking at it as, yeah, I knew full well you would have, you preferred more organic and raw and natural while I was preferred the things that came out of boxes. Or fast food. Well, yeah, that too, fried, that kind of stuff. And I still do, Mm -hmm. but it's different and what's going on as we've evolved and changed and kind of gone through some of the different stuff we've done in 2021. But it's, it's seeing it as we come up against these issues that are two choice dilemmas because I want to let my spouse know where I stand, what I really want, what I long for, but I don't want to hurt them. I don't get both of those. I only get one. Well, when it comes down to it, even if I do... Heard him. Are they going to make a change just because I said something? 
They have to see it for themselves. Yeah, they have to want it for themselves. This is that idea of um, if, if someone doesn't really want it from an innate inner level, they're not going to do it long. Th- they're not going to see it all the way through until they have full buy-in, until right. they see the value in it themselves, which typically, well, careful with this one, which sometimes can be spurred on by understanding the depth of the value the spouse has on it. Which doesn't mean you come at them and you berate them or you point it out or you regularly make it a subject of conversation. But you better well be living it for yourself. Well, I mean, that's a good point. If I've I've got to be living what I'm hoping they live. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like... um, these ladies are living that. They're yeah. at least they're from where they're describing it. I'll agree, mm-hmm. but is it complete? A hundred percent, as much as possible, they're living it because if they're not, that's the loopholes he can less he can rest on. Right. You know. But I don't want to do something just because. Well, I'm not going to give him a loophole to get through. You know, I'm still going to have one little bite of cheesecake or whatever. Come on. <laughs> Live a little. <laughs> Cheesecake is good. I, I'm not disputing this fact. Live a little. But it's but it's just recognizing it as okay. How do you how do you start to live your life as a vibrant, attractive, fit, healthy person? This is the idea that I love of use that power to your advantage. If I carry myself with confidence, it's going to be noticed. And you better believe if he has some insecurity issues over physical, physical nature mm-hmm. and fitness, he's, he knows if other people are checking out his wife or not. Right. And I'm not saying you go and put yourself in situations where you draw that attention to it no. purposefully. No, but that's not. you don't avoid it necessarily if I'm just living a vibrant me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm steering it in line with my values, in line with my integrity, and my moral, my moral compass. That's the power of the other, if you will. And it's just using that as fuel to, look, I'm, I'm all in. I want this with us. I want to see it in you. I would love it. Come with me. And you keep inviting. This is the higher desire, lower desire dilemma. Right. right? You keep inviting. Hey, come with me. Or you make meals that are, you know are more in line. And if he goes to grab something else or picked up something beforehand, okay, it hurts, but it's not any different than the hurt you already had. And so it's just looking at it as this, let it land on each other's shoulders where it needs to land better. But I also want to add one last thing before we land this conversation, because one of the things I hear a lot, and I just need to put this out there because I know I'm going to get some emails on it, feedback, sexymarriageradio.com, by the way, <laughs> is... There's lots of times where if then things are proposed in the way we think and, and bring our arguments. Okay. If you looked more fit, I would be willing to have more sex. And you don't think that's... I think sometimes legit. we uh, exaggerate what reality really is. And some of it is, uh, it seems natural, it seems logical, I'm drawn to that. It does seem much more logical to want to have but sex I don't with know someone who's of, more fit. I'm trying to go through the people that I've actually worked with long enough over a history of time to see where the, somebody's done a metamorphosis and it actually has equated in a long-term uptick of the amount of sex they're having. <laughs> I don't know of any that I'm thinking of. Okay. But, you know, that it's just like, okay. Not, and that's, not, that's a very small sample size. But I just want to be careful of this because 
when I dangle out a carrot. That's really all it is. It's just a carrot. So how am I just living something that's more in vibrant and more in live and more engaged? And if it's a natural fall, natural consequence that becomes when we get more in line with the same journey, we're likely going to have more, more sex together. Perfect. Great. But I don't like the idea because then that becomes people go through a metamorphosis because I have heard of this. They've lost a lot of weight. They've gotten in shape. And lo and behold, sex numbers did not go up. So it's just, it's like, okay, what was that really all about then? Because that's congruence of what I say is what I'm after and who I am. Hmm. Well, so many little doors to open there. And there are. And that's why I just want to add this there's in. There's so many factors, there right? There totally are. Am I only making this switch and working out because I think it'll get me more sex? Or am I, or am I making this change because I just want to be better, to feel better, to... This is when you have your attachment to the meanings. Live a stronger life. What's my motivations for it? This is the same kind of equation of I just want to be happy rather than realizing happiness comes along with something that's I'm going after something bigger. Happiness Mm -hmm. is the byproduct of something bigger. Mm -hmm. It's not the in and of itself. So in this equation, getting a healthier lifestyle, being more in shape, living more vibrantly, it's not to have more sex. That's a byproduct, hopefully. Mm -hmm. It's to live longer and to be more engaged in your life and feel better. Mm -hmm. See if you got a partner in that or not by the way you live and lead. But don't be afraid to bring it up occasionally because it's already there and it's already known. Yeah, they know it. So at least speak it more clearly and see what happens. Well, it seems like so long ago that we uh, were on the air together. I know, I know. <laughs> From the getaway, yeah. Since the getaway, we got a couple shows mm-hmm. in, and we had the best ofs before just because of conflicts we've had with tax season and the different things going on, so it's been great to get back with you. It feels good to in sit this here manner again and be back in the studio mm-hmm. together. Well, these are some tougher ones that I think uh, they're tougher because they're, we're talking about immovable mountains, if you will in us Mm -hmm. that I just want you to see it the way I do and I just want you to do it the way I do right and give me freedom to do it the way I want to and you know those are just things we all fight just insert different topic right so hopefully this helps make sense and help people frame it a little bit better for their conversations yeah so this has been Sexy Marriage Radio Um, if this didn't land real well and you're still unsure let us know 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com see you next time